conflicting with uh, a lot of my personal development within wrestling itself so uh, plus and I think it, I it was going getting stale what killed Achilles um me and notice I didn't lose my match to nobody I didn't lose it in a traditional way it was something that I wanted to do I've been the guy that I kind of want to do things the same but slightly different mm -hmm. you know and and that was one of my my ways of doing it. If I wasn't going to lose it to somebody that I hand chose to do uh, to give it to, right? I was going to take it myself. And why not myself? Now, uh, in our culture, and I'm not just talking wrestling. I'm talking uh, Chicano, Puerto Rican, Mexican culture, which we are. We're both brand as hell. And uh, pride. it's a uh, it's a big fucking deal to lose a mask. It is, and I and I. And I kind of lost it to somebody, you know. In a sense, you say you, you can say I lost it to Jimbo, you know what I mean. And uh, the reason why I wanted to do it, you know what I mean, and I agreed to do it with, because you know you have to always run it through your boss in a sense and stuff like that. So we all know who, who the boss of Iron Hills is. Chewy liked the idea. He actually came up with a lot of the, yeah, the idea, if not all of it. To be honest, and I'm because I wanted to lose it. I just didn't know what way, and I didn't really want to lose it by losing it. You know, right? Yeah, you. And it surprised me because when last time uh, when I spoke to Achilles last time, he was proud as hell of that. He was he was selling the shit out of the mask, and then to see lose it was surprising, and actually really added great great uh, depth to the storyline. Makes me care even more. Yeah, and that's pretty much why I'm here. I want to know why. Why did why did you kill Achilles? Uh, did, did he did did you just not feel it anymore? Or? I was and I always will. You know, it, it's something that I still love. You know, what I mean, it still and it still hits kind of bittersweet with the fact that you know it's who I was forever. You know, what I mean, but you know, what I mean, and especially with the style that I I do, and I don't claim any particular style. I just do me out there, you know, and. How does it feel? In a sense, it felt ridiculously relieving. Gotcha. You get what I'm saying? Because I was doing this for the people that watched. I wasn't really doing it for me. Good point. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah, if you're not, it was just about that. And, I was, and, and it was the same thing with, with, with my shoot job as a barber. You get what I'm saying? I was at this one spot and I wasn't really developing as a barber. You know what I mean? I wasn't feeling... I felt like I wasn't developing any, anymore. I felt like I had a certain way to stick to with that mask. Without it, I can do... And I'm not like a traditional luchador to speak. You get what I'm saying? I don't do this in Mexico. I don't do this in like the typical Southern Texas. Yeah. And then Latino promotions. You get what I'm saying? It's I, I wear a mask and I kind of wrestle like, you know, what you would see... In the independent circuit, you get what I'm saying? But it didn't I'm, feel like I'm you... not a Delta Junior. I'm not a seven. Right. Really. But you're you're Mr. Cruz. And exactly. And now you feel like a lot more like yourself, like you can cut Yes, loose. yes, yes. Because um, we're in fact, you know, shooting this in my house where, uh, you know, you, we got to talk before the podcast and we yeah. came up with a lot of good points. You know what I mean? You, you're actually getting to see who I, I am. Opposed to, you know, what I'm trying to portray to be that's in reflection of who I am. 
that's what it was with the mask. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. You get what I'm saying? I was trying to portray... I was trying to be Peter Parker being Peter Parker for Spider-Man. Right. I mean, it's like the, the, the thing about Superman. Superman wakes up in the morning as Superman. He has to put clothes on to be Clark Kent. But now you're just full on Mr. Cruz. And, exactly. And you don't have to worry about another extra persona. Um, you you came out with the, with the as Mr. Cruz a couple weeks ago uh, at an Iron Hill show. Uh, how did the crowd react to that? Because unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there. Um, I got a lot of heat, a lot of heat because uh, the way I did it, and it's it officially my heel turn. Um, mm-hmm. if we're doing this as a complete shoot, this is something I've been excited to do. You know, what I mean, with in a sense, you know, what I mean, it's you could be do a little get away with a little bit more. Right, but but for our listeners that weren't actually at the Iron Hill show that night, what exactly happened? So I'm in Jimbo's corner, right? Cheering him on, doing his thing against James Hunter for the junior heavyweight championship or the light heavyweight championship. And Scott Stokely's over there. He's egging me on. I'm over here pushing him away and stuff like that. So there's a point in time in the Kendo Stick match where, you know, I get in the ring, boom, boom. I grab the, the Kendo Stick from James Hunter. He's over here egging me on like Pop Jimbo. And as a character... Everybody just said, what the fuck? Even I, even me. I was like, bro, what the fuck? Was it Cruz, Jimbo, or was it Achilles? <clears throat> Cruz. Definitely, that's when that really resonated. Were you wearing the mask? or were you not? I was still wearing the mask, and when I took the mask off to put it on him, you know, mm-hmm. I busted him open, and, I, and it felt liberating. You know, I felt like, I, boom, now I'm here. You know what I mean? How how big was the crowd pop on that one? That must have been no one would have expected to see someone take. Nobody the expected it. Nobody <laughs> expected it. Um, but it was it dropped my jaw. You know what I mean? Be, because as even me being a person that did it, you know, it, it still caught me off guard because like it was like I was ready for it, but at the same time I wasn't. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you really get ready for a big, big jump like that? That's like a leap of faith, and most people that take their mask off, they're never the same. Yeah, people for were, better or for worse. You know, people what I mean? were pissed what you did to Jimbo. Yes, people were pissed. Yes, lots and lots and lots of heat. I had some dude t- tell me he wants to, he wanted to kick my ass. I'm like, Shut yes. up, dude. Fuck yes. that, that, but that's what you want. Exactly. It's like, and deep down, I'm over here smiling because it's like one. That would naturally be the heel thing to do. You know what I mean? Just to like smile. But it, deep down, I'm like, one, this was fucking awesome. Two, I did my job because I got a lot of heat. You know what I mean? And it felt good to get that decent size or big reaction. You know, it, it feels good. You if know you, what I mean? If you get that local crowd getting that, that heat and just wanting to kick your ass and talking about it afterwards and, and then coming back next week or whenever the next show is because they want to see you get your ass beat in the dirt and get that receipt. Yes. In a sense, yes. Where are you planning on going with this with this character? Anywhere and everywhere. Um, I got a lot of things going on, so I'm going to be, especially personally and stuff like that, you know. So I need to slow things down. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like, are you hoping to be championing in a couple of months? Uh, are you looking to divvy anything back out to people that you've been pissed since, um, since you started? I mean, if we're talking Iron Hills, J- James, my uh, my St- uh, my Stokely uh, Enterprise associate, you know, he's already got the light heavyweight championship. That's already taken. There's only two more options. We can either aim for the tag team titles, and I really don't want to deal with the fucking cult right now. That's an after fucking thought. I'm thinking about me right now. Agreed. You know, and if I can go full on in, you get what I'm saying? There's only one person I think I can steal the show with that in that venue, and that's Malice. And this is complete. Your boy Cruz here. I've been here for a while and there's a reason why I did it. Why the hell is fucking Jimbo Lucas at 46 fucking years old holding the title? 
when this guy's, I tell him all the time with a joking too, James Hunter, you're an ugly son of a bitch, but you're a talented son of a bitch too. You deserve that fucking light heavyweight champion. Jesus, a now, gentleman too, actually. Like, I'm at a crossroads where I need to do something in my career. I need to do something significant. If I'm a work, it has to be significant. I'm in this for me now. I've done it for everybody else now. Well, are you going to be working exclusively on Iron Hills, or are you going to be going back and forth? That's 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 I don't know. Right now, um, a lot of things is going on. Um, a what, lot of things is going on. What right can now. you tell us? Um, I'm working for me. Are you thinking of going anywhere, like maybe like to New Era in Denver or anything like that, or is that possibly, possibly, um, possibly? Uh, I'm definitely uh, gonna talk with the guys up there to see if they can use my talents up there. But if not, I'll um, I'll stick it right here until somebody else needs me. You got what I'm saying? Those Denver guys are there's I've met a few of them. They're, and they're very, very good dudes. Very good guys. Uh, like, Inside and outside the ring, and this is like a complete shoot aspect. All oh, yeah. those guys are fucking. Dashing some of the bitches too for some fucking reason. Really, I don't get how handsome they are. You know what I mean? The only thing like, I'm not I'm average looking. I got a great freaking beard, and greatest the greatest beard in that's a, that's a, It's a pretty kick ass beard. You know what I'm saying? I dissed the mask. I got the beard, and I got the greatest beard in Colorado area. How you doing? Yeah. Don't edit that shit. I don't I'm <laughs> no getting worries. away from that shit. No, you're fine, man. No, uh, yeah, because uh, like the last uh, Denver guy I talked to was Damon Ace, and man, they, he pulled out all the stops for me, and made me feel welcome. And then even, like, well, uh, I'll send him an idea for, like, I have for my comic book, and he'll tell me whether or not, you know, yes, no. Definitely, yeah. definitely. That's a cool dude. It's like, I, I've heard good things about him. I haven't personally met him yet. Hoping to meet him soon. He's someone I highly recommend, not just because uh, he did the podcast. He was actually one of the, the most popular podcasts that, that we did. But he, I'm getting trailed off here. I apologize. No, it just... He'd be someone I'd recommend to like probably be friends with, be shoot brothers brothers with. Definitely, definitely. And, but Damon Ace, if you if you're watching this or hearing this, or like myself, use it for cardio sometimes. Come kick it. I'm down in the springs. You know what I mean? Let's grab a cold one and talk some shit, bro. Who who are your bros here that you that you're still cool with? I mean, obviously you, you turned and now you don't have to you know bullshit anymore. I don't have a problem with anybody. I don't. I did what I did for me. I needed something different in order for me to want to stay. It doesn't matter if I get paid, if I don't get paid, if I get a pay raise, if I get a championship. I, I need to want to be in it to do it. You know? It's, and, a, it's a tough business to, to really stay so heavily invested in. And, you know, you hear all the time people like, you know, I, I, they watched it up to this point and then they were gone for a while and then now they're back and now they're just as into it like they used to be. But as a performer... I can imagine that if you're not feeling it as yourself, and then all of a sudden yeah, because it, it got to a, a point. It got to a point at, that as as the other guy, we're not going to say that name no more because he's in fact you know not here no more. You know what I mean? As the other guy, you know what I mean? It just became a routine. You know what I mean? It, it started getting a lot less significant for me to do. It became a chore. Not so much of a chore, but it was getting to that area. You know. And I wasn't liking where I was going creatively. You know what I mean? I had reached a creative stunt and fucking thoughts of going forward with this character. You but know? It, it's not just helping you, though, because if... Uh... What became the chore was cre- trying to create something different for that guy. Yeah, there's only so much you can do when you've got a mask on. It's not even that, because you see guys like Ray, you see guys like Phoenix, uh, even uh, guys that are known more throughout the indie circuit, like a Dragon, Septimo Dragon. These guys are... Huh? Pentagon Jr. Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, you know. Now that guy makes me proud to be brown. You know what I'm saying? Instead of Milo. Hell yeah. He's badass, <laughs> but they've, they've established themselves like that because they came up with masks. Because I, I, they came up with the thought of wearing a great mask. Gotcha. I didn't. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't a chore that it was just put onto me because I was proud to wear it. Always proud to wear it. You know what I mean? If I were to ever do it again, like I said, I took it from myself. I could bring it back, in a sense. Did it, when, once you turned, did it, did it immediately wash away all those feelings that it might be a chore or getting to be a chore? Did, did it immediately feel right? It felt great. 
right, right, good, cool. It was an understatement. It was fucking awesome. You know, I mean, the way I, I let that reaction sink in, you know, it felt like I had something coming my way. You know, because like I said, I want to take something a little bit more steady over schedule because I was doing a lot of shows up north with the, with the Latino, you know, right promotions and stuff like that. But it's not just good for you. I mean, doing like spot you. shows with CSW, doing CSW, doing Iron Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been called by RCW and I had to pull out. Uh, we're here on a Sunday when I when I was actually booked for uh, for the Cactus League, but I'm still appearing in the the late uh, the September show. I'm still going to be at the September show, so you got my word on that. Um, I'll be there. And uh, <clears throat> it's like seeing my wife; she's not doing too good. There's a lot of things going on personally at the at the Cruz household. You know, that I, I got to be a little bit more stationary here because at the end of the day, Cruz is still a character. I'm still a dad. I'm still someone's bae, in a sense, or someone's hubby, in a sense, you know. And those responsibilities have to be taken care of also. Did those responsibilities translate into your character? Yeah, yeah, because it's one of these things that I did it for a reason. You know what I mean? They told me to channel what I really feel and then shoot from the hip with the promo that I had at the beginning of the show when I was still the other guy, you know? Has it helped your writing? Has it helped your... Honestly... Did it make your mind crazy immediately? Honestly, it did, and I have a whole bunch of stuff written down, and that's even for me as a a professional wrestler, as a comic, um, and for other ventures that I'm, I'm potentially getting into in the future, you know... Everybody knows I'm. The, I've been a big guy in my whole since they've known me. I, I have hint, hint. You know, products coming out soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, everybody knows I'm a big uh, three quarter sleeve or Wrangling guy. You know, so I have my own line of those coming out pretty soon. You know, what I mean, we don't talk about too much. We we hint and feed off off of uh, you know, this little hint. The, the mystery. No, I feel it. You've got a lot of hats that you wear, though. I mean, like that. Yeah. Husband, uh, barber, you're making your own product, uh, you're developing, which made me very proud actually that you actually had the balls to do that because most people would stick under the mask and do what they're told. Yeah. But, but you, you, you went out on a limb and tried something different and not exactly. just, not Cause, just to. Because if you want to go off the wall, like when Ray lost it in WCW, he still lost it kind of in a traditional way. He lost it in a, and loser loses his mask or loser yeah. leaves home, you know. So he still kind of lost it in a traditional way. No, I just turned heel and took it off. How the crowd react? It was like yeah, you know, like, like we talked about earlier. It was it was ugly, but in a good way. Yeah. Because it was as an entertainer, you that's and as a wrestler, that's going uh, changing and looking for that kind of reaction. That's the reaction that you want. You know. When it comes to the crowd, uh, how do you how do you feel about the crowd in general here in the Springs? Is it a specified crowd? I mean, do you find it to be different than what it is in Denver? Um, for some reason, even if they're a bar crowd over at Iron Hills, they're kind of like the babyface crowd, in a sense. You've been to a lot of the shows, yeah. and it's they, they kind of gear toward the babyface. And even when I'm sitting there, it, as the other guy, when I performed early on in the show... And then I come back, change, take my mask off, and say what up to you guys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I sit down and have a couple beers and enjoy the show. As a fan, it's like I find myself rooting for the baby face. Really? You get yeah. Um, and and that's why I like Iron Hills. You know, they they, they have they've they've kind of put a thumb a thorn in somebody's side in, in other com- uh, in other companies here side to be more geared to produce a product towards storylines which if you have some guys that have something that has a purpose we're going to be motivated to go we're going to be motivated to do that the uh, the guys that have been that have been coming up lately the Albuquerque guys I fucking love those guys they're awesome guys they're awesome 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 guys great guys to work with great guys you know to get that good feedback from and the like I said, I can't stress enough that good guys to work with, you know what I mean? I've always thought I sold pretty good, but working with these guys, it's like I've learned a little bit more of the psychology aspect on when to sell that good. You know, when to bring that 
oh wow, he killed him kind of cell. One thing that made me happy about them coming up was that when they were like I was discussing them backstage with them, they were like, yeah, we don't really have a promotion in Albuquerque. There's nothing really that they can get going there, even in most of New Mexico. But at the same time, though, them coming here, they were like immediately excited. You know, obviously yeah. they got, they they got to show something because they they don't have a chance to let it out like they usually do. Yeah. Also, make sure they get over with you guys because they don't know you guys from Adam. Yeah, and whether or not you're gonna protect them or not. And, and the thing is that they were themselves, and that was one hundred percent awesome because they didn't overdo it. They didn't they didn't try to overcompensate and stuff like that. They and they're a lot. They're guys that have a lot of experience in the business that they can say. And and a lot of these guys, when I was coming up with the concept, and like you know, when you have all these concepts and they all get turned down by the head guy, yeah, you're kind of like, oh fuck, let's just wing it and go with this. Hey. I know you don't know me from fucking campaign. Yeah. And you helped me with this because I was talking with you earlier. We got a match later on. And they helped me put a lot of certain things together. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Plus, the other thing, I don't know if you even realize this, is that they they create competition because these guys are really good and really spots quick. from guys that live here. Yeah, so you got to you know I mean, these game. guys are at the at the at the most Denver guys got to drive maybe 2 hours depending on traffic, right? Yeah. And these guys are driving six hours. 4 to 8 to 6 hours, bro. You got what I'm saying? Hell, it takes an hour just to get out of Albuquerque. Um, I've, I've lived there for a while. And then like five and a half straight up here, and then they gotta find food. They're they're sharing gas. They're, they take shits. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. They gotta drop the you yeah. know they get take the, the Broncos to the Super Bowl, if you will. Yeah, but that's the life though. That's that's the life though, and I, I really hope that they're really enjoying it. I mean, even though it might suck to you know have to scrape you it know, all together like that. This must be real. Pay kind of sucks always, you know what I mean? And that's the thing. We're spoiled in what we want in our head because you know we kind of ain't big and don't don't have the funds to build up to it, you know what yeah. I mean? And we get disappointed quick. But, you know, yeah, I've lately I've been wearing a lot of hats and that's why I've been seen a lot less around, a little less active on social media because I got a lot of things that behind the scenes are getting done but, and taken care of. But working that into into your shoot life as Mr. Cruz, I start caring more. Does, yeah. that make, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like the, the people behind the mask, I don't know shit about. But the dude that's got to, like, no, I got to take care of it's shit. Like he's, he, there's a reason why he did what he did now. Yeah. It's like, don't get me wrong. It's like, don't fucking cheer for me. I don't give a damn. I'm here for me. You get what I'm saying? You've seen my wife. You've seen my two beautiful kids. You've seen my, my fucking dog. I got a lot of shit that I got to take care of. You get what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And if I'm sacrificing time away from them, time away from making money... It's got to be meaningful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to do something, and I don't know what other way to say it to these guys. You get what I'm saying? I don't... And this is to whomever, you know what I mean? Are you going to change your skill set at all? I'm not skill set. Your, There's your, a lot your of things. Set at they, all? You, you've seen a lot of things pop out with the other guy that, that are going to stay. Good. There's going to be a lot of things that you saw with the other guy that are completely gone. You got any finisher? Yes. Can you say it yet? Or are we going to wait to see uh, whoever uh, unfortunately gets it? We'll wait. Well, we'll, we'll just call it the hanging DVD. <laughs> I won't give you names and stuff like that yet. We'll, we're thinking about, and by we is myself and the people that I, I trust on my inner circle that, that are an influence on what I should do. Gotcha. I mean, because I've seen that at the last show, a lot of things that I do normally we're being taken by the people and that I respect that I want to go ahead and knock their shit out. Is it... You know? do, do you find yourself being taken uh, even more seriously by the, the head office guys now that you, you've taken this step to take yourself more seriously? As a shoot, I think a little bit more respect because I parted with something that I was used to for so long and something that I think I was going to take with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they respect the fact that I did that for something small. Because if you look at it, it's something small. Yeah, but at the same but, time, changing your whole character, that's a thats a scary thing to do. Because if it, you're already over in, in the scene as the other guy, but now you're going to risk throwing that away, and maybe they, maybe you could fall on your face. I mean, that's a scary thing. Yep, yeah. yep. And then, but that's the thing that without it, I can always find a way to recreate. 
How's, how has uh, people reacted to you on social media? I've, I've got a lot of people that, that didn't like it and when they found out and they saw what they saw, they didn't like how it went down. They didn't like they didn't like a lot of things, but at the end of the day, I'm not $100 bill to fix somebody's pocket the right way every time. Right. You get what I'm saying? When it, when it comes to that, though, in the do, do people actually, like, come at you online? Like, or, or you get a lot of mostly just praise? If they come and questioning something in an aggressive way, that's, that's you know what I mean? Like, why the, did you do this? Why the fuck did you do that? Why the hell did you do this? Mm-hmm. Oh, you should have done this. You should have done that. And I have a lot of people telling me what I should have done. I'm like, yeah, and that's why I'm not you. Are you allowed to say whatever you want on social media, or the head office in any way has an influence? No, on I can say whatever I want. You know, what I mean, a, a, you know, what I mean, but there's a certain guideline that you should follow. Right. You get what I'm saying? Except, there's a lot of people that post a lot. Sometimes I, I, you know, what I mean, when I think I went out of bounds, I'll leave it for the rest of the day. You get what I'm saying? Let it cool down and come back the next day. How is a? Have you dealt with anyone in Denver? Um, I'm, I'm just curious about if they. How business wise, I mean, like a lot of these guys here are your, are your friends, like and you've been your friends for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. But in in Denver, is it, you, you see anything different? Is it a little bit more colder, more? No, um, uh, I worked at Primos a couple times, and they made me feel welcome. I worked at uh, uh, Lucha Libre and Lash at Taco Fest once, and Beer Fest another time. And they made me feel welcome also. You know what I mean? It's it's always been love. For the most part, that first impressions are everything and everybody knows they can get away with everything after the first impression. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least the second time around. That third time you might not be so lucky. Is is uh, Colorado as a whole some like in, in terms of the smaller territories or the smaller in you know, groups of wrestlers, do you guys focus more on Colorado or your own actual your own actual scene? Like in terms, there's a lot of guys. Like there's a lot of guys. I was able to to have the privilege to pick the guy because uh, they're, they're roughly my age too. You know, I got the the last time I went to Utah for DCW. Um, Marlon Bishop and Anaya was there, and those two uh, two great guys that that can put on a great fucking product. You know what I'm saying? They pick their minds a little bit, and they even though they're young in a sense in the business, they know a lot. You know what I mean? Cause if you look at it that way, the only the only the only big promotion we got, like big big promotion that like on Twitch and on for right. streaming services, Rocky and shit Mountain like that, Rocky Mountain Pro, and these guys work for that. So that in a sense is our big televised promotion. You got what I'm saying? Is, so the, is that something you'd like to end up, eventually end up at, or if I can work up to it, you know? And run a solid schedule that I would like that doesn't really conflict too much with my shoot mm-hmm. life because there is going to be a lot of things that's going on. You know what I mean? There is a lot of things going on and that, those things are going to continue to go on. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. it goes along with the saying is like you can't complain too much about the burden that you have on your plate if you ask for those burdens. And I'm getting to the point that I have to sit down and realize that shit. I'm like, oh, hey, cool. Boom. Now we got to start rearranging and prioritizing certain things, you know? Okay. Well, uh, let's let's take a quick smoke break. Let's do it. All right, we're back after a quick little break there, guys. We were just actually just shooting on organic and inorganic uh, writing and wrestling right now because I was... What I really want to do is eventually help start producing. I used to just want to say I was wanted to be a writer, but that's not something that is effective anymore. You can't write for people. And... Well, you can't produce that. You can help them tweak it. You can yeah. help them. You can help them massage it, make it and better. I, and I think that's where some of the major companies, if you want to, if you want to say that, went a little on the wayside with the whole giving these people a completely scripted aspect. Yeah. Instead of giving them something like written, say something along the lines of this: try to fit this in something that that you would say. Yeah. Because the audience isn't stupid, man. They, no. they, they they can they can tell when something is good or not good now, especially now that we were talking about it earlier that everyone's a you know armchair quarterback with wrestling now. There's, mm-hmm. there's different degrees of smart marks now, and I just I I want that presence just pulled out of people. Like take who you are and kick some ass with it. If you got a crazy gimmick, but that's you, hell yeah, 
But, you know, yeah. sometimes you might need a little There's bit. There's certain things, and everybody says it, too. Like, example, everybody says uh, this example, the other thing. Nobody can do that gimmick aside from that Mark Calvin. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's that, you know what I mean? If you have something that you're good at portraying, portray it, because nobody else can do it the way you can. What do you use, what product do you usually follow? Like, I like, watch a lot of New Japan, or? Ah. Uh, I like Impact. I've always liked Impact because of the underdog. And they're actually putting something pretty decent out now. Impact has been really good lately. You know, and I still watch WWE's highlights and stuff like that. I, I still, like, hint at everything. But, you know what I mean? I try to see our product for what it is and try to catch the tapes of whoever uploaded it and watch what I'm putting out to see how I can be better. Who are your favorite, uh, some of your favorite Impact guys? Um... Cage. 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 Imagine. Um, Swan has had a resurgence in there. Kick ass. He's, he's doing a really good um, job. Whatever Pentagon and Phoenix were doing when they were there was great. Eddie Edwards is still only a good block of work. Uh, Callahan is doing great work. Fucking love Callahan. Um, well, that's good. I'm glad you're watching Impact because a lot of people shit on it and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. If you come up, it's like it's like shitting on Dragon Ball GT. A lot of these motherfuckers didn't get past season one of GT and didn't really want to follow the storyline. It's like give it, give it a fair shake, and GT's actually pretty solid. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Impact is the Dragon Ball GT of the wrestling product. <laughs> 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 they, they, they do. They still have freaking Goku and Vegeta, so it's still somewhat portrayed that it was just a spinoff. Right, because it's not you. The most people's problem with that we're talking about Dragon Ball right now is that it's not really following the story. Yeah. But yeah, uh, let's. Uh, one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about was art. Uh, you're a barber, but when I hear the word barber, I don't just think guy who cuts hair. I think that it's a lifestyle. There's a specific forms of art that follow uh, mm-hmm. that follow this this crowd of barbers, like uh, for example, tattoo, tattoo, uh, the tattoo scene. Yeah. Yeah. You got a lot of ink. Yes. Not, I'm not going to promise anybody that I'm done because I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, um, and it kind of falls in it. It's like mostly everybody in the shop has some sort of ink. You know what I mean? And now and I find myself wanting to get ink more geared to what I do for a living. You get what I'm saying? How do you feel as yourself as a barber? Do you consider yourself an artist? In a sense, yeah. When I have... When I have my certain clients that I have to do certain designs and how they want it, you know what I mean, and how, or if they tell me to just do what I want and I have free reign, I have to get creative at some point, you know what I mean. The artsy side of me has to come out. You get what I'm saying? You got a lot of uh, you got a lot of repeat customers. Yeah, I have a uh, I I have a lot of buddies from the shop because I don't like to call them clientele because you know what I mean. Anybody that comes to me to get give me twenty five dollars for a cut to help me feed my family is a friend to me. You know what I mean? Um, so my buddies from the shop, I have a lot of them that come back. You know what I mean? And and that's that's what I love about the shop that we work at. Shout out Final Cut Barber Shop. Um, Anything you specialize in? Uh, beard work. I love I love working with beards. Um, t- uh, taper fades. I would say mid fades are a solid of mine. Um, and crop tops, messy tops, which seem to be, you know, what I mean, I, I, you, you attract the clientele that you kind of look like. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So it's like I'm a bald headed guy with a big, uh, with a bushy beard. So you know what I mean, I get a lot of the guys that want that have beards that come to me, and they, when they're in my chair, they ask me, it's like, hey, bro, what do you do to get your beard like that? You know? And so I, I want to say I specialize in everything, but at the end of the day. So take a lot of barber marketing t- uh, trigger classes. Yeah. And um, they say he's like, you really have to specialize in something. And I had to uh, and I had to talk with my shop owner. My shop owner was like, you're a wrestler, like, right? He's like, you know, a lot of wrestlers have a certain amount of moves. I think was like, yeah. You specialize in a certain a certain amount of cuts. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. If you're you're doing the same cut every day, you want to do something a little different. Try to specialize in something different, but give that one time. Make sure you master that one. That's your bread and butter. Right. You get what I'm saying? If somebody says, go wild, do whatever you want, do that. You already know what you're doing when you're fading. Just give the top something different. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know what I mean? That's helped me keep a lot of my uh, a lot of my buddies and keep a lot of my guys. You get what I'm saying? 
last uh, this yesterday, last Saturday, uh, for those of you who are watching that were shooting on Sunday. Um, but yeah, yesterday, Saturday, I had 10 clients of mine, if you would call them clients, that came into me that were clients, that are repeat clients. You get what I'm saying? I had a full morning yesterday. Well, tell me more about yourself, man. That's what we're here to talk about, because we've been talking about Mr. Cruz, we talked about the other guy. Definitely. Um, if I were to shoot on the name, um, Javier is my, my little brother's name, and I've always had this concept that my brother's keeper. If my brother needed anything, my dad knows that if my brother needs anything, come to me. I'm my brother's keeper. So, and, and a nod to that, a paying homage to my little brother. I mean, I took that as my first name. And Cruz, uh, ironically enough, as a Pats fan I am, that I am, uh, I love Victor Cruz. Even when he played for the Giants and stuff like that. So I took that as a last name, you know. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Plus, he lifted the Puerto Rican flag. You know, he lifted the Puerto Rican pride and culture in the NFL setting. Now, are you are you from Puerto Rico? Or are you, are you, are you my, second generation? I'm second generation. Yep. Uh, my mother and father were the first generation. They were both born in New York. My mother was born in Long Island, raised in the Bronx. My father was born in the Bronx, raised in Puerto Rico. You know what I mean? And I was born in Fort Worth, Mass, which is not too far out of Boston. Right. I, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell. Uh, who got you into wrestling? My grandfather on my mother's side. How'd it happen? Uh, Deadass. Um, my grandmother, my, gran- my grandmother, my mother, and my aunt went to go grab something. And they said I was going to stay with my grandfather. They didn't want to stay. My grandfather didn't want to watch me fucking either. He wanted us to lay down taking naps. So he puts on wrestling. I swear to God, I, I don't know what event it was. I think it was a Saturday night main event. It was Randy Macho Man Savage against Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that was Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And next thing you know, they, they're going at it. I'm like, that's fucking badass. You know what I mean? I just sat down and ended up passing out the wrestling. You know and it just evolved from there, like yeah, it kept on. You know what I mean? Were you a WCW guy or were you a WWE guy or F at the time? So right from the area that I'm at, I was at the juicy spot because where I was at, we got all WWF programming. At the same time, we had all the TNT Superstation programming. Mm-hmm. So you get to see shows like Urkel and <laughs> and you know <laughs> Step by Step yeah. and WCW. Uh-huh. You know, so we were actually the people. A lot of the the people that were flipping between Monday Night Raw and Nitro. What was your favorite? Did you care? I liked a lot of both characters. Uh, both uh, char- I like characters from both uh, both teams pretty much. Mm-hmm. I was a big Vampiro fan. Vampiro was awesome. Yeah. Um. When she came out, <laughs> that's a complete shoot, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, my daughter, Baby Cruz, number two. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, I was a big fan of Sting, I was a big fan of Conan, big fan of Ray, big fan of Eddie, even when they were in WCW. Um, but it had... mattered to you that they were brown, it, it, it legit mattered, didn't it? A little bit, a little bit, because I found out. I'm like, why? I remember asking my mother one time why we talk Spanish, and she told us we're Puerto Rican. I'm like, the fuck with that? Not saying that because yeah. I'm like six or seven years old, yeah. because at that time I did behind my mother's back. But, <laughs> but yeah, she told us we're, we're Hispanic and stuff like that. When I found out that these people had Hispanic uh, Hispanic last names, I kind of tend to find myself rooting for them. You know what I mean? It was like, like subconscious. Like Brown Pride. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Because I, I mean, like, when I was a kid, I worshipped Jose Canseco. I, all I knew was that he was brown. He was dating Madonna, who I was in love with, and drove a fucking well, he would, he, This is the concept that I, I love the show Workaholics. And this is the concept that I found out with them is like, he's 100% American muscle, but also 100% Mexican supplements. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> I, I think he was Cuban. Yeah, he's Cuban. I don't know what the fuck he He's was. Cuban. He was juiced the hell out, but he was great also. A-Rod is another Latino star. Uh, Manny, Manny Ramirez, another Red Sox great. Uh, David Ortiz, 
Canseco's the one that introduced A-Rod to that yeah. shit, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I still have my uh, all my Jose Canseco baseball cards. I remember the the Latin the Latin Pride card when all the all the brown dudes from the uh, I don't know if you were collecting yeah. the deck back in the day. Um, I was I was when I was a basketball guy. Yeah, it was a. I had a, Kobe's rookie card, and I remember that. Uh, I ended up selling that card for about nine hundred bucks. Really? Yeah. I still got a Mike Piazza rookie card. Because it was one of those rookie cards that had a, like a little plaque, mm-hmm. and it had a piece of cut off jersey that was signed by him, and then it had a piece of a piece of the basketball played in that game. That's awesome. Nine hundred dollars. That's a lot of cheese. Yeah, it was especially for a kid like that was like ten or twelve. It was really wow. What else did you do? Like, uh, how did you end up here in Colorado Springs? Uh, I'm probably military, and I ended up stuck here, and the weed kept me here. <laughs> 100% honest with yeah. Weed kept me here, and I ended up meeting my wife and having kids out here and stuff like that, so we stayed. What uh, what branch of the military are you in? Army. Army? How long were you in? Did you I was in for about four years, yeah, not four. Did you just not like it? It got to a point where it wasn't for me no more. Yeah, I've, had, I've heard that a lot from a lot of people. It got to, you know what I mean? It's like, if I... There's a lot of negativity my way to them and them back. But, you know, I could have handled a lot of things better. So that's why I say it got to the point that it wasn't for me. What did you do in the military? I was what you call an 88 Mike. That's a truck driver. Excuse me. Mm. And uh, where, do you get stationed anywhere other than the Springs at all? No, I've, I've been to other bases for training operations and stuff like that. But that's it. Been to Iraq. You know, but that's just just a bit. Yeah, did you was did you see any any action at all, or is it pretty was it pretty tame by the time you got there? A uh, little stuff here and there, but nothing too crazy, you know. And then, so you ended up here in the springs. Yeah. Uh, how did you end up starting to cut hair? Was it something you were already doing? Or? Yeah, I started cutting hair from uh, out of high school, bro. Something that I picked up from high school. I was pretty uh, pretty much the typical. You go on anybody's YouTube page, it's a barber, and they look up their humble beginnings video. It's like, bro. Started pretty much like everybody else. Your grandma's garage charging two to three bucks for a haircut. That's you know? how you made your money? That's awesome. I bet you had a lot of clients back then, too. <laughs> no, not really. No. <laughs> I was telling everybody to let me cut their hair. I'd save for free, and then they tossed me two or three bucks. I'm like, you know what I mean? Went from there. Started learning. Started getting better. You know what I mean? Left it for a little bit. Took a hiatus from it. And we're back. You know what I mean? It's something that I've always loved to do. And now that the fact that I'm able to provide for my family doing it, now that we're, we're giving a little bit more time to that. What was it about the weed culture that really did that? In, do you even care about weed culture? Or just I really like, don't. You like to enjoy um, I really don't. You see, we're here. I'm very family-oriented as of late, you know what I mean? Because I always, wasn't always this way, you know what I mean? And I've seen a lot of people leaving, whether it's dying or mm-hmm. getting... Going to the places for whether it's their reasons and not their reasons, you know. I felt like I needed to stick to them a little bit more. You know what I mean? I was kind of doing my thing, but I kind of saw myself falling in a bad habit, but that's not here nor there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I felt like they needed more from me. You know what I mean? So I needed to get more stable at what I was doing regarding the business, regarding what I'm doing as a shoot job and stuff like that. So I needed to be there more for them. You know what I mean? So we're here now. Right. You know? Yeah, I've always hated weed culture. Like the people where it's like their whole fucking identity. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, it's fucking weird to me. It's pointless. Um, in my opinion, it's like, if you can make something out of it, all power to you. But mm-hmm. for me and what I want to do in life, it's pointless. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to knock it for somebody else. If that's your thing, that's oh, your yeah. thing. Because I know some guys that are in the industry that are strict, like amazing dudes. You never would know unless they told you. And, <clears throat> I don't know, and they will. <laughs> yeah, they will. But, and they will. But even then, it's like one of those things where people like, I talk to people at work, oh, you're in Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, I don't smoke weed, dude. That's not part of my, that's not part of my deal. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. That wasn't weed, people. <laughs> I choked on a vape cloud. Um, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's like, I smoke here and there, but I don't do it for the culture. I do it for me. You know what I mean? I got a lot of shit going on. Helps release. You know what I mean? Don't wake up hungover. Pretty yeah. Cool. We're with it. You know? Who are uh, some of your uh, best buds here uh, in the wrestling scene? In the wrestling scene, Malice. Everybody knows that. Uh, Randy. Um, 
Gabriel Alexander down in Arizona is a very, very good friend of mine. Um, I keep a tight circle. I'm pretty cool with everyone. You know what I mean? But I keep my, my little circle real tight. You know, I talk to outside of the business. You know? The, the Albuquerque guys, do you guys talk online or anything like Yeah, that from time online? to time, you know, we keep in touch. You know what I mean? It's like from time to time, I'll send them a video and see what they liked about it, what they didn't like about it, what I can do better. You know? Now, that's something you can trust. That's 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 that old school tape trading, but even then, like you've got your own shit to show off. Yeah. And then they've got their input. Uh, do you find that they uh, wrestle in a different style than y'all, or is it because they're they definitely they wrestle with a different mentality? Like over here, we like to get shit going. We like to get shit going, get shit you know established, and finish the shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In a sense, not too much of a story to be told. You know what I mean, and these guys are very, very story oriented on what they do in the ring. Everything has to have its purpose to play that mind manipulation with the crowd. That's something that really, <clears throat> that's something that stands out as as a good match. And it, and it was, a, and it was good. He's like, and even some of the guys like Jesse. Jesse's pretty awesome. It's like we talk from time to time. You know what I mean? And uh, that match between me, him, and Jimbo when I was still the other guy. Yeah. You got know what I'm saying? That's you know that stun gun. Out of nowhere, so to speak, you know right. what I mean, and then Jimbo coming in and taking it, you know what I mean that that I led. I popped for that one, man. I they for that one. <laughs> they led a that led a lot into what we were doing, you know what I mean, on what story we we're gonna come in. Like, oh yeah, you young guns are going at it, but don't forget about about the old event, you know. Yeah. Which came in and stole the championship back. I just like how well you guys play together. It's uh, something that... Yeah, I right. noticed that. We were real good together. I wouldn't mind doing that match. Especially now as a heel. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind... I, I wouldn't... I very much so wouldn't mind doing that match at all again. Anyone in particular that you haven't wrestled yet? Um, uh, Slick. He's a new guy from CSW. He's uh, another friend of mine on the shoot. Um, young and up. Uh, young, very, very young guy. He's about to have his first match, so... Eventually down the line, you know what I mean? I want to face another buddy. Um, How often do you train? I haven't been training a lot lately, but I'm trying to get the training. I've been talking with a lot of people that have been... Excuse me, I need to sneeze. (coughs) 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 We're raw, ladies and gentlemen. Allergies and all. (laughs) Allergies and all, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yes, my snake room. For those of you that don't know, I'm a big reptile. Guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, anyone else that we, that we need to pay attention to? Or? Um, everybody. The scene's getting good. A lot of people have a lot of th- stuff to bring to the table now. Everywhere. Um, not 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 to be che- a cheese ball about it, and because at the end of the day, when it's one of these kind of uh, kind of incidences where that we're doing a, uh, a sequel to the first interview, mm-hmm. but as another person. Yeah. And more of a shoot. I'm going to end up shouting out a lot of the same guys and putting over a lot of the same guys because those are the guys that I work with the most. You know what I mean? And those are the guys that I see, I'm like, okay, cool. These guys are doing something. Like Cormac Battle's another guy that he's a big guy and you wouldn't think by just looking at him that he's a pro wrestler, but he's a great character. And the, and the way that we played together also in that match, that, that, that tag match before my heel turn, Mm-hmm. You know, him using his trombone to try to get my hand to help me release me from a, from a submission hold. You know, it just works so well. You know, I mean, he's a great talent. Those guys from Albuquerque, hands down, they're great talents. Um, they got great minds for, for the business and making everybody look good while that telling was, the story. That was one thing. That everybody happened. looking good to tell the story. Everyone got their shit in and everyone looked good. That was... A- a very polished match, and I was so happy to just see that, like in a fucking bar. <laughs> like I tell people at work, "What are you gonna do?" This? They're like, "What are you gonna do this weekend?" I'm gonna go to a bar and watch some fucking wrestling. Really? Like that? Yeah, that I'm not even into wrestling, but that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. right, dude. They got a lot of guys that don't yeah, that that I go to the gym with that are in, in the business, and they go watch the shows because one, they can go have a beer on their cheat day, you know, and chill and watch some fucking wrestling. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel like Colorado Springs is really a, a ripe town for to be an actual there's, wrestling town. There's a lot of stuff that's going on, and a lot. And and the thing is, there's a lot of 
he say, she say, competition going on. Oh, yeah. And in my friggin' opinion, it's worth it. The, the, if you, if you work there, you're not gonna work here. In a sense, it's good for the business because mm-hmm. it keeps people honest. Um, it helps people schedule a lot better what they do. But then again, if, if you cross the wrong person, you might not work certain places because they have pull in those places. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be the same way for me if, like, I interview the wrong person. Uh, I could really fuck myself. <laughs> yeah, but even then, uh, it's it's a it's a good talent. But that's just seamster shit, man. It's the same way when I was a DJ. Exactly. It was the it's the drama that you got to deal with in every genre. Yeah. Like hey, hey, the grass get the grass is always greener on the other side if they fucking get there. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then you realize it's the same shit. You feel me? Yeah. And and it, and it's true. And that's why even when I'm not performing, I really don't relate to the business because I like being home. You know what I mean? I watch pay-per-views, this, that, and the third, but I like being home. Do you, uh, do, you do a lot of armchair uh, wrestling reviewing on your own? Like uh, when you're watching uh, Impact or anything like that? Or is there any other parts of the business that you enjoy other than just like being in the ring? Um, yeah, I, I watch a lot of the reviews and, and it piques my interest on, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I have a place that I can format very well in my own household that I can sit down a day, kind of like today, <coughs> and have a buddy over, smoke a joint, and talk something, talk barbering, talk snakes, talk wrestling. You get what I'm saying? I, yeah. I noticed that I'm good at talking, and nobody likes to hear the, voice, the sound of my voice more than me. I don't care what nobody fucking says. <laughs> but... There's, like I said earlier, there's a lot of things that I'm trying to venture into. I've got myself a little GoPro that produces 4K video, so I can go ahead and shoot stuff at the shop and then post it up on my barber page, and then I can shoot YouTube videos and then post those, I edit and post those up. If by any chance you have a laptop for sale, let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to go over, man? Because we're getting to uh, the, about the hour mark, man. Uh, Nah, you have anything else to talk about? Anything else to add, to add in? Oh, I can talk for hours, man. I just want to make sure that we're taking care of you. Um, definitely, definitely. We're good. Um, what I've been watching a lot lately is a lot of Impact and a lot of New Japan. Like, yesterday, I actually stayed up late watching every single John Moxley match in a row. Um, from the G1? Yeah. <laughs> from, yeah. What I've, from what I've heard, and I want to take the time to watch those, you know what I mean? Because I didn't really look into who he was. I knew who he, of who he was before Dean Ambrose. Yeah. But I didn't look into the uh, John Moxley because it really wasn't relevant to what we were watching because he was watered down from what he was doing. That was one of our first shows that we did uh, when we first started back in February. We called uh, my buddy Josh and it was me calling Josh on the, on the line. And before we did that, we watched a shitload of John Moxley stuff. From, we knew he that he used to be John Moxley. He was in CSW. Yeah. But once we pulled that up, it blew our fucking minds. Like, oh, the reason we're doing that is because of the rumors that he might leave and he might not resign. Yeah. That's how long ago it was. But so it just blew our mind. Like, of course he wants to leave. If that's how we can fucking wrestle. And I'm just talking just like those crazy death matches he did, which were insane. Yeah, like, it, that's it, what it, that, that was gold. I've seen a lot of those. And I'm not really a death match guy. We talked to this yeah. when I was the other yeah. guy. I'm not really a deathmatch guy. I like something a little bit more calculated, a little more, uh, with, with a lot more storytelling. You know what I mean? You can fit weapons and blood into a match, but it all has to fit its purpose just because how much blood can you bleed in a freaking match? And that's what I see it as. It's like, it might not be that, but that's how I see it. No, yeah. I, but, but that's not what I'm, I, I agree with that, but what I'm saying is, is of but course he... Like, he made that's it what watchable for me. Yeah. It's so fucking good, huh? I'm proud of him. Like, I don't even know the guy. For some reason, I feel proud of he's him. He's good, you know what I mean, to the point where like, all right, cool, you can tell now he's in his element. Yeah. He's not doing what he was because he grew from that by going through this, and now he's this. But he's got the money, so he doesn't have to care. <laughs> he doesn't have to. Yeah, he doesn't have to. Yeah, I like hearing the interviews where he's talking about, like, dude, my fucking house is paid off. My truck is paid off. Like, I don't want to hear, like... That, that made me happier to hear than him saying, like, oh, I hooked up with a million different girls and did all this blow and this rock star shit. No. Right. I, are you kidding me? I would kill to have my car paid off. That, I would kill to have I my house paid off. I do this because I can financially, bro. <laughs> yeah. What the hell are you talking about? I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the good thing about it. You know what I mean? Would I eventually want to work to that level? Of course. There's a lot more work that I need to put in. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of things that I'm straining myself thin for. So there's a, lot, there's a lot of things that I have to cut back on for a bit. When's, you your, when's your next show? Um, the light, the next Iron Hill show is canceled, and I'm really up in the air right now. 
there's a lot of things going on. I don't know if I'm going to perform here or there. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So that's something that I, that's up in the air right now. I haven't been called for anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like with my with my schedule being the way it is, I'm really not at the disposal to just pop up with my gear and hey, do you need me and possibly get paid. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Well, no, that's that's fine. I mean, it's one of those things. It is like you have to. The balance is because at the end of the day, there's a lot of other things that you're doing that help finance this. And if you don't pay attention to those, they, those are going to slack and they're going to, you know, no, 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 that's, not going to be able to provide for this. It's one of the reasons I wanted to interview you, actually, again, as like like you said, yeah, this is the sequel, but those are the, the nitty gritty stuff that I a want. A very, very different sequel because we got to the brass bones of who I am. Yeah, well, I mean, like we're literally in my house in my reptile room. People need to know realized. that about you, though, that, that you, 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 you work and you sweat, and it's not just—it's it, not just all fun and games wrestling. Exactly. Like, and you know what I mean, and, the, and and I've been wanting to get to the bare bones and kind of interview for a while, and I'm glad that I'm doing it with people that I've worked before, because for those of you out there listening to this, these guys, and if they want me to put somebody over, I'm putting them over. Yeah. Today, you know what I'm saying? Because they always—they're they're always willing to work. You know what I mean? If there's some things that you want to protect, they're 100% willing with protecting that. Just clarify things with them and they'll make sure that you're accommodated to the best possible way. Me, for instance, I couldn't, I wasn't able to leave my home with personal situations that I got going on. So we are literally in my house shooting this podcast. Oh, I, I appreciate you know that. Saying? So that's who I'm putting over for this, uh, for, uh, for this pseudo finale for this podcast, bro. I'm putting the minefields guys over. <laughs> well, they're, 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 they're great. You know, they're respectful. You know what I mean? They're great guys. Well, and if you haven't been interviewed by them, come to them because eventually they'll come to you. Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite things about doing this. Is uh, And thank you, by the way, is that <laughs> typically the, the next person I interview is who the last guy put over. Yeah. <laughs> the last guy put over. It's been this really nice organic way to do this. In fact, uh, Colt told me who I need to talk to uh, last night, and I gotta reach out to them. Yeah. Once I leave here, I'm gonna reach out to that dude because they got definitely. So I'm gonna go ahead and do this. So for you, how many episodes are we in? Oh shit! I think we're. I think Minefields has already done about 45 podcasts since February. So we're at, almost at the halfway mark. Since I, I think I've been on the show more than anybody with two, right? Uh yeah, no, you're 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 and with two different characters. So that's set in Minefields history. So. When you see this, and if it posts on, you're gonna post this on YouTube. Oh yeah, we're posting this on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah. And if we get to a thousand likes on this, I'm hosting the hundredth episode of the Minefields podcast, <laughs> interviewing the guys from Minefields. That would be actually pretty cool. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah. In fact, we need to. We've got. We're on everything. We're on Stitcher. We're on. If any any. Apple or Google streamer, we're on there. Uh, we've got SoundCloud. Uh, I said Stitcher already, and then there's one more. Uh, Spotify. Uh, Spotify. We we've been really lax at getting the YouTube, um, getting the YouTube thing set up too. So yeah, they these guys they're gonna do their part to get back on uh, the YouTube stuff on par. So go ahead, let's get to a thousand, a thousand quick likes. Where do we find you online? Online, you can find me at my shoot, Boston the Barber, Boston DA Barber, on Instagram, and if uh, El Senor Cruz, E L S E N O R Cruz, C U R Z on Instagram, and uh, Javier Cruz on Facebook. Cool. Well, it's been a pleasure, man. It, like you invited me in your home, I got to meet your family. It's it's an honor. Definitely, um, thank you. But yeah, this is uh, we're we're tuning out until the hundredth episode, guys. We'll or maybe hell if you do something else cool, we'll still bring you back. Well, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so, matter of fact, so we can give these guys an incentive, and I'm challenging you guys. So that we're we're pretty much Let's boys and stuff like that. So this Let's is the challenge that we're gonna do for Minefields. Comment down below on the Facebook page and in the YouTube page. So it's Sunday today, and next Sunday. On the Facebook, on their Facebook page, you guys are gonna show. You guys are gonna give us until next Sunday. Who do you guys want these guys to interview next? And we'll announce the next interview. These guys will go ahead and take care of the what they need to take care of. It's us, the guys that watch the stuff that give them reason to produce content. Let's go ahead and make them more active. Yeah, well, I, hell yeah, I appreciate that. Sound that. good? Yeah.
So go ahead and post this on YouTube, my dude. Post this on Facebook. These guys are going to comment. Um, matter of fact, so we can make this a little bit easier. Who have you uh, interviewed yet? Who have I not interviewed yet? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, there's a few people. That, well, I'm going to talk to the Albuquerque guys next. I'm actually, right. I'm going to actually go down to Albuquerque. Joseph Schwartz and them. Let's edit that with that. So, yeah, yeah. Joseph Schwartz. So, jo let's put Joseph Schwartz in there. Um... Who else are we going to put in there? Ooh, the monster. The monster nine, bearded lady. Bearded lady? Yeah, be yeah bearded lady, we're coming for you. But yeah, that's, uh, this has been great, man. So, um, all right. So you guys got until next Sunday to vote between Joseph Schwartz and the bearded lady. Go ahead and comment down below. And the most votes will re reveal next Sunday. That sound good? That sounds good. That's all right. Ball, yeah. Boom. We're over here setting new standards, you know what I mean? We have to do something different. It's a different me, not the other guy. So we're going to do this and this podcast a little bit differently. So you guys stay tuned. Thank you guys yeah, for I having me you. on. Thank you for coming to my house. Thanks again, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. Minefields, over and out. This is dangerous.